Welcome to Hot Boga. This podcast is sponsored by ASAC Camo. The camo you wear hunting, not on a date. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next one up. Our next sponsor is New Breed Archery. Check out their custom options at newbreedarchery.com and have your next bow shipped direct to your door. All right. Next one is Black Eagle Arrows. I miss the target a lot, and I have yet to break a Black Eagle Arrow. I don't know why. I don't know what kind of voodoo magic they use to make these things so strong, but I love it. Check them out. Our next sponsor is Stierka Optics. Stay Stierka strong and check out a whole new level of optics with unparalleled clarity and an unparalleled warranty. Are you Stierka strong? That was weak. <laughs> uh, strong. <laughs> I wasn't ready. That's getting cut out. You know, that'll get cut out. <laughs> yeah, right? that'll get cut out. Uh, that's fine. All right, next up is Seek Outside. They make incredibly strong, light gear. So if you want a light pack that can haul a lot of weight, if you want to be warm in a teepee out in the middle of the woods, check them out. They make amazing gear. Seek Outside. Finally, our last sponsor is Burris. They make some fantastic, innovative, durable, and accurate products, especially the new Oracle bow site. It's going to change the way you hunt. Check them out. All right. Well, we've had a, uh, a good week of hunting. I got a deer. Joe got a deer and Jared uh, so far. <laughs> spent some good time in the woods. He um, took some pretty sunset pictures. He did. You know, that's really all I can do out there. Other than... <laughs> <laughs> you, you had a good the, couple the blind, pictures. The blind was cool or the old tree stand. That was, that was cool. Yeah, it was cool, but was, I'd rather have seen some deer and drawn some blood. No, you saw oh, some yeah. rubs, which is like third. It's, pro- it's promising, but there's no bucks yet. No. I, although I am going out tomorrow morning down in kind of southern Michigan area. Why? Why are you going out tomorrow? Oh, my boss is taking me out. He comes in my office and goes, hey, Jared, <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow morning? I said, uh, I don't know, whatever you want me to do. He goes, let's go hunting. I said, okay. And he's got a ton of good buck down That's there. money. Yeah. The wind's going to be perfect. Wind's dying down tonight. It's, I don't know, it's probably like 15 mile an hour right it's now. It's been 15, it's 20 been for like three days. Crappy. And rainy. Yeah, so, it's same here. Temperature's going to drop off. I think we might get a little bit of snow. Wind's going to stop. Pressure's rising. I'm pumped. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be it's time be for you to get time. on board. There maybe. shall be blood, maybe. maybe. There will be blood. Or maybe oh, an, or an, might an be arrow in, in the, the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my brother gave two arrows a dirt nap the other day. <laughs> I saw day. that. Yeah. I saw <laughs> that. <laughs> How legit was that? And there were turkeys. Like, he texts me. He's like, I got one arrow left. And I'm like, I'm going to take it that that's not good. And he goes, <laughs> I think I missed. And I'm like, turkeys or deer? And he goes, turkeys. I should have let him get closer. I'm like, well, this isn't going to go well. Yep. No, I get that. But it was fun. Turkey, you got to take a poke. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he missed uh, – and, and he shot it like a little – it sounded like he shot it what was a uh, first-year head. He's like, it, it looks small, but it was the closest one. Show yeah. <laughs> wrapping bacon, though. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, it would have been ten. It would have been good. Oh, it but would've... it's perfect. Thanksgiving's coming. You got a hen. That'd be yeah, fun. and actually, I'm, I'm actually planning on – we're, tr- we're going to try – um it depends on the wives because we're going to be hunting bear for three days prior to thanksgiving oh that's right um we're going out with the price brothers out in the poconos and uh we come back in our turkey season in pa there's a special turkey season that runs thanksgiving day the friday and the saturday before our rifle season opens on monday so we were gonna just go turkey hunting this year and magically we were i was able to finagle getting out and going bear hunting which will be my first bear hunt ever 
You've um, never you so you live in PA and you've never bear hunted? Never. And where I'm from, I'm from the southern southwestern portion of PA. Not great bear habitat, not a lot of bears. Every once in a while there's a random bear that pops up and menaces uh all the old people in the neighborhoods and stuff. <sighs> garbage cans and stuff but we don't have a, a healthy bear population in southwestern pa and when i went to clarion i had uh i seen a few bears there's there's some bears in clarion i seen a few while i was archery hunting but never uh we didn't have all the extended opportunities with archery equipment and stuff like that so yeah i just never bear hunted uh, i was always focused on deer and turkey and i don't know i just never did it now this will this, so this will be my first my first go at it and uh my grandfather, who has passed away, he was big bear hunt, big bear hunter. Um, my uncle is, but I just never did. Like I was to get time off and skip school or uh, not have to go to work. It was always archery season or turkey right. season, and finding those extra days for bear just never happened. Yeah, I, we we have bear here in Michigan too, but. I can't say I've ever seen one in Michigan. I, I saw one this year in Colorado. A big one. Yeah, but dude, that was a, a big old boy. But I never, I've never seen one out in Michigan. I've been dying to, I dying have. to see one. You, you saw one a couple of years ago. We were right? up in Baldwin, and I was standing out there. Started, sun started going down, started getting dark, and I heard something crashing through the swamp. So I started standing up, looked down, saw a blob walking out of the swamp. It's a distinctive looking animal. Yeah, absolutely. And yes. also, <laughs> that dude stood up on his back legs and started looking around. I said, "Holy <laughs> shit, that's a bear." <laughs> <laughs> that's my first bear encounter apparently it, it is really i mean at least for me you know i was in colorado but i was like you know for me the bear was all of a sudden i turn around and it's walking up a logging road just towards me and i'm like at first i'm like is that a guy walking what is that you know got my uh my stirka binoculars out and uh like i got i'm like oh that's a bear so i get around like a, a bend in the road i'm waiting for it pops right out at 50 yards get a picture of it mm -hmm. and then it keeps coming closer closer i mean like i'm shaking a lot you're shaking uh, at I, that point. You were, I'm shaking. It's like 40 yards away, and I'm like, I, I, I mean, I have a my, I've got a 30 out six. I'm like, I feel like I'm fine, but at the same time, I've never been that close to uh, like a wild a uh, bear before. Sure. So that was sweet. <laughs> That's cool. I seen a couple in as, as a kid growing up, going up to camp with my grandfather, and he would feed them. Uh, he used to get loaves of bread from the hostess store, <laughs> and he, we had a big pile. He would just dump all this bread and cupcakes and. One summer, I can remember, we had a ton of bear in there. I almost ran one over with the quad. Um, <laughs> he had a Cocker Spaniel, and I, I can't remember the name of that damn dog for the life of me. But that stupid thing, It one night it decided to chase a bear down in the woods. We, I didn't think we were ever going to see it again. And yep. it came back. I, amazingly, it, the bear didn't kill it. It had cubs, too. Oh, that could be real bad for that dog. Yeah, I mean, that dog got lit up by everything. Porcupines. <laughs> I mean, you name it. That that. Cocker Spaniel, it was half dumb. By the uh, end of his life, I feel like, you know, it was probably was really wise. Jimmy, from all the life you have a dog like that. In fact, <laughs> yeah. when, we, when we were in college, uh, we were living together and we saw in the newspaper that there was beagle puppies for sale for 50 bucks. <laughs> I turned to James and I go, you want to go get a dog? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> we scrounged together. I still had this. We scrounged together 50 bucks, showed up at this farm picked out a beagle and mm -hmm. well that, we, we got them together you leave for the marines yeah i'm like well, no you're stuck with them i got him and now now I, he's 10 he's just a punk he he still sucks <laughs> i mean he's a great so that, i like him that beagle but, don't hunt huh oh no he's a great hunter 
Yeah. Oh, really? We were up at your cottage yeah. taking him through the woods. Oh, yeah. And we had set him down after we had walked through the woods. Mm-hmm. Also, we set him down back because we were back on your guys' property coming yep. off of state land. Set him down and the dude takes off back down the trail because yep. he, had, he had smelled something. Yeah. So there he goes, just <laughs> cackling <laughs> all through the woods. We're chasing him down. And he finally goes back and kicks up a bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Cir- uh, he circled it back to us. You know, yep. how he, he chased it around a circle. No, I've used him to track deer many times. Yeah. I didn't oh, ever train him. You let him out of the car that one time. After a deer. And he took off through the field, and we couldn't find him for like three hours. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. Also, he pops over a ridge, looks at us, car starts trotting. And he's, yeah, well, he kept like, we would see him for like a glimpse, and then he'd be gone again. Gone. But finally, we see him like three hours later. He's like caked in mud. He's got like a stick hanging out of his collar. Dude, and he's limping. His, life. <laughs> he, his, his tail is between his legs. He was like, he was done. Yep. But I mean, he's had, I mean, I've had him. He got hit by a car because yep. he chased something across the road. He's had heartworm. He got one time with he's me. He's got a tumor, you. doesn't he? He's got. He's cut, he's littered with tumors, that, dude. I don't know. You got to get him some of that stuff we were talking about. That chaffle or whatever. Uh, chaga, chaga, chaga. You should be feeding him the chaga tea. No, yeah. he, he got poked in the eye once. Remember that? It made his eye go googly. Googly for a little while. I thought it would always be that way, and it went back to normal. Anyways, oh, Hank, man. But he's he's actually sleeping downstairs right now. He yep. bosses my wife around. That's right. Dang. So, Joe, you and I have had good weeks. Jared has had um, nice times sitting in the woods uh, by himself. So, uh, yes, I want to hear it. First, no, go, you go for You killed one with the, the trad bow. Yeah. So, I decided um, I went to my brother in law's house out in West Michigan, and I have my daughter who's six, uh, her cousin who's six, and who's a boy, Judah, and uh, no, Ramona, we call her Noni, she's eight. And so I brought her all with me. We were hunting out of this old like barn. And I, I figure, you know, bring the kids hunting. Maybe we probably won't see anything. And we're sitting there. And That's impressive. You took three children three kids. out. All yeah. under what age? Uh, all under 10. And what, here's the trick, though. You got to keep them warm. And so what I have done is taking, and I've, I've taken these old um, sleeping bags that my mother and father-in-law got <clears throat> for Y2K. For, I guess that their concern during the Y2K crisis was that no one would have warm bedding. <laughs> I guess that would be the first thing to go. You got to stay warm, warm when you're sleeping. Anyway, so we take these sleeping bags and my brother, actually my brother-in-law and I really didn't do anything. My sister-in-law, my wife sewed them up with camouflage. So we like cake the outside of camo and we, we've got straps. We've got like pockets in there. Like we, we, they did it up good. I, you know, I just watched and kind of bossed them around. Anyway, so I load these kids up in sleeping bags in this barn. We're sitting there and a doe walks out like 30 yards. It kind of was walking straight towards me. And I'm watching. I'm like, oh, I have to shoot it. I'm with all these kids. Like, it's going to be awesome. So, of course, this whole time, the kids are actually can't. They're, they're sitting in a, a boat that we've parked in the barn. So they can't see the deer at all. I just am telling them there's a deer there. So you got to be quiet. But the, the doe walks towards me and it's face on. I'm waiting for it to turn, waiting for it to turn. Finally, it turns to what I think is broadside, but it turns out it's slightly quartering too. I, I shoot it. I, I hit it in the shoulder, I think. And it turn, it's, you know, it's the arrow sticking a lot out. And I'm like, man, that, that's, that's not going to be a good shot. But it turns and it kind of runs to jump over like a, an old fence that's in the yard. And uh, I think in doing so, it like jams the arrow farther in. The thing ran 70, maybe 80 yards total. 
and really? expired. So I, 28 yard shot, my first recurve kill with three kids sitting in the back of a boat. You could have completely missed it. And it's like, Oh guys, I just hit a deer. Yeah. Yeah. I, they had no idea. Like I finally, I, I, I see it and I'm like, guys, this is awesome. And, but I'm like, you know, I didn't think it was a good hit. So I'm like, we have to wait a long time. And by that time, they're all pretty young. They have to go to bed. So, you know, my brother and I, brother-in-law and I tracked it later. And we found it really fast. It actually died in a creek, hmm. which makes rigor set in so fast. I don't know how rigor works. We'll have to maybe open that up to our Instagram audience um, or some sort. You know, we know, we know one scientist, Peter. Yeah. Mm. Peter. But Peter's our scientist friend. Yeah, he just got finished his PhD. Uh, we should ask him about that. Because the thing is, like, locked up when, I, when I'm dragging him out her out but yeah first recurve kill doe 28 yard shot 20, oh, 20 i think it was 27.8 was it that's was legit the so mm-hmm. i'm gonna round up so it makes me sound like like a better 30 rusher. yarder 30 Dundee yards Dundee <laughs> 30 yards man so that was it's my incredible. i mean that was cool but i, I feel like that's just the, think, yeah, yeah but it's incredible how you shot it at 43 yards 40 well i think 48 48 yeah it had to be solid 40 but it's <laughs> I still like the sun when i shot with Jupiter. your first year with the trad with the trad bow and you got it done you connected in with three kids like with you, three kids how are you gonna up that i gotta get a buck like you well you know and i got, I think I got a nice one way into your story how i many got a nice one your buck and and by points i mean in michigan the rule is i don't know it's like in pennsylvania a point counts if you can hang your ring off of it mm-hmm so he would be, uh, uh, you know, 10, I'll go 10, 10. Okay. 10 point. Yeah. I mean, his one brow time was busted and his other one made up for it. Had a nice little goofy hook to it. Yeah. He's cool. looking mm-hmm. deer. He, 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 a lot of, a lot of character in his rack. I mean, not the tallest time buck, but, um, thick, heavy, wide, like 18 inches inside some, uh, he has like on on the side that's busted. He has some extra little sticker points on the on the yep. base around the burrs. Uh, awesome buck. I mean, actually, I, and I got a trail cam photo of him. Like, I guess it would have been like a week prior, right around the right before Halloween. And uh, him and it was actually a dismal start. Like, I was seeing a lot of does and a lot of small bucks. And then, like magic, the week before Halloween, some of the bigger bucks started showing up on camera in the daytime. And I wasn't even gonna hunt the day I killed him. I've been watching weather and all the variables with the weather and then following the moon guide. And I, I really had, wasn't planning on hunting and like statistically with all the variables of the uh, earth, the wind and the stars in the moon, it just really <laughs> wasn't lining up. Well, but I got to wa- stop you right there a minute. Yeah. Are you a moon guy? I was just, Oh ask. yes. I, I will. I I'm very, very, very particular in paying attention to the, the moon and, and not the moon phase or, full moon versus quarter but high and low moon when the moon's overhead or underfoot yeah yeah um and and you know what there's a i read a book on it in college um i want to say jeff murray wrote it called moonstruck and great read but really what i took from it was is you buy the moon guide and you follow it and it works and uh i started i've been using the moon guide since two early 2000s 2003 2004 um i was still in college and i'll tell you what there was there's just no doubt about it the correlation is is incredible to seeing bucks on their feet when there's a red moon so Uh you every year you buy a moon guide every single year 
this day is the day you go out. So yeah, it's like a dowel and you spin it to the day and uh, it gives you the, like the overhead and the underfoot and it correlates it. It breaks it down to like where you should be hunting, like bedding, <clears throat> feeding or transition. And um, the, it works. But then I also, I've learned how to use the information for my hunting area and how my pressure affects the deer movement. And I can really pinpoint um, when big bucks are going to be on their feet. And uh, it definitely So that helped. morning you were like, the moon's right. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It, it was, I was, I was with the weather and the way everything's been and the rain and it was a little bit warm. Yeah, it was. I was actually yep. looking at a midday hunt. Like I was like, if anything, it's a midday hunt. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. So I didn't, I, you know, I woke up just like every day, got the kids ready for school, did a little bit of work. I'd worked the night before. Uh, I have nice, I have a really flexible schedule. And uh, when I stepped outside, I'm like, it feels right. I just got that. I don't know. I just, it, it felt right. You the, feel it in the, your plums. Yeah, it just it, it was it felt like a good day, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get my get my stuff done that I need to do, and I'm just gonna go out for a midday sit because if if anything will work, it's gonna be a midday. So you yeah. you've actually kind of turned me on to the midday hunt, which is inconvenient for me because my schedule generally doesn't allow for it. But it, it, well, tell me why. Works. Tell me about that. What what what's a midday? What is that like? Nine so to two? I will slip out. Yeah. I mean, it, it varies. If I only got two hours, I only got two hours. I mean, having a wife and kids and a job and my kids are involved in sports and extracurricular and, you coach. and I coach, I coach football. That's busy. Um, it, uh, it's busy. Yeah. Life gets hectic. And then, um, I take what I can get. And a lot of times, and it's funny because I talk to Scott price, uh, a lot and we, we have very similar mindset on this. I don't give a damn what any chart calendar phone app says if i can be in the woods i'll be there because that's the only place you're going to kill a buck um but doesn't that kind of negate your whole moon phase charting it does but what i use that for is i like if i see it's coming and i can adjust my schedule to be there i will or i can plan to i can plan my schedule so i can be there when i need to be um it helps me you know kind of quote unquote predict. Right. Um, and, and it puts me, if I can, I will. And I, I really try to focus on those times, but I'm not going to turn down an hour in the woods. Um, just cause the moon's not right. Yeah. I mean, I'm a blue collar guy. I got to go to work. I got to pay bills and I have bosses and people that expect me to do my job and I got to do that first. And my family's a priority above that. And so I take hunting, every chance I can, it's a passion and I, I go out there any chance I can get. So, but I, you know, I try to stack the, the odds in my favor. I know my hunting ground very well. I spend a lot of time scouting. I spend a lot of time prepping and I keep kind of like mental records and then also like photo logs and uh, trail camera logs of when deer move for weather season, hunting pressure. I try to put that all into into my mind when I'm making decisions on where to go and what tactics to use, stand hunt, still hunt, yeah. uh, rattle, uh, do a little bit of calling. Uh, do I want to hunt, you know, a bottleneck? Do I want to hunt a saddle? Do I want to hunt next to feed? Yeah. Do I want to hunt a staging area with food. It, it, there's so much in 
that I take into account that sometimes I go crazy and I can't make a decision on where to even go. Right. Um, but this day, like I, the, the rut's coming. I'm starting, we're starting to see bucks cruising in PA. They're not chasing does. They're bumping does. I watched a young buck bumping does out of their beds the, the like two nights before. Nobody's really seen any chase, but I'm thinking midday, the pressure's starting to pick up in the surrounding areas. I'm starting to see more trucks. I'm starting to see more people, people getting interest because there's also, I, I have a lot of pu public land that surrounds my, my land. And though it's private, everywhere around it gets hunted hard. And a lot of uh, pheasant hunting, uh, some squirrel hunting. And then you got the increase. We have the muzzleloader deer season, the, the early season. We have the senior and the youth rifle hunt. So the pressure had been picking up. And uh, so I'm thinking doe bedding areas in between them and high noon when nobody's in the woods. Yep. And that's, I moved in and I've been saving this stand. I noticed some, uh, I know I noticed some scrapes in there and I figured that the bucks were starting to travel to check the does in the bedding areas where they know they're going to be. It's, it's easy. It helps them conserve energy. They can go direct, you know, directly from doe bedding area to doe bedding area, nudge them up. And I think that's part of the prep to also maybe help bring the deer into estrus. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a known fact that it's the, the timing of the day and how much daylight and all that. There's a lot of science to it, but I think the bucks also help with what they're doing. But anyways, there's a lot of speculation to all that. And, uh, but I'm like, I need to be in, I need to be in the bottleneck. I need to get in between these doe bedding areas. I need to be in there for midday because the bucks are going to be moving. There's less hunting pressure during the midday and I need to be there. And, so, you, uh, so you were set up in a stand, you weren't touching too much and you're, you're set up in a perfect, perfect position tell well, us tell us how i had know. yeah i mean i had less than marginal wind but <sighs> you running that ozonics though i'm running ozonics and I, I i i knew i needed to be in that stand and i had a i had a west wind but there was a little bit of a north edge to it it was switching up a little bit and the north wind is bad um for this set but i'm i i have i've had a lot of success using this ozonics this year and this is my first year using it and it's it's just been a game changer i've yeah, I mean, you can, you can plan and you can prep and you can hang your stands in the, the perfect spot, deer or deer, and they, they don't walk on the uh, dotted yellow line all the right. time. Right, right. So I've had some deer that, have, that would have typically in the past winded me that haven't winded me. I've had a lot of deer come in from my downwind that I think in the past I just wouldn't have seen. Right. Um, I would have never known they were there. Now, some of them might have blown at me, but – Typically, I, I, I've noticed it, where I hunt, the bucks don't blow at you. They just disappear. They just kind uh, of yeah, and I yeah, and I was seeing I'm seeing a, I was seeing a lot of bucks, and I had quite a few of them that were working downwind to me and just never smelled me. So, anyways, I go for it. I uh, get in there late, which actually works. This stand, I never walk in in the dark. Why is that? In. You were telling me that about that on the phone. Tell me, tell me more. Yeah. About so it. this stand, if I go in in the dark, I will kick all the does out. Um, so sense. it's actually two really tight bedding areas are close to each other and they use, and it's, it's pretty thick in between them and they use terrain where they bed the, you know, they have the, the prevailing wind to their back, they're elevated and they can disappear into some thick cover real quick, but they're pretty tight. And it's the, the, the cover between them is, is marginally thick. Right. And uh, if I go in there first light, I'm always bumping deer that I just haven't laid right. down yet. They're late to lay down there. So I always go in late 
it's, it's one of my midday sets. And uh, I got in late, got in, got set up, got my Ozonics cranking. And uh, I didn't even, I wasn't even in, in there that long. And uh, it, it was thick enough that when I first saw him, he was coming down, which is an, it was an old gas, uh, old gas right away. And uh, it's overgrown with golden rod and some different brush jaggers. And he popped up and I caught him at 30 yards. I caught the top of his rack and I knew right away he was a shooter. And uh, I had to, I had to move quick. He was, he was on a mission. He was, he was going from one doe bedding area to the next, just like I thought he would be. Yeah. And uh, I got my bow down off the hook, hooked my release up. He's still coming. He's, he's actually working the, he was actually working the North wind. And cause above him, he's got very little chance of being disturbed by a human or a coyote or anything, any type of predator. So he was actually working that North wind a little bit. And, uh, it was why he was above me on this golden overgrown right away. He's, they normally, the bucks normally travel down a little bit lower, mm-hmm. um, and they can use the West wind, um, which my stand set perfect for, but he comes in and I get, I get back to full draw. I got a good tree and I got like two shooting holes in front of him and uh, slightly quartering two. And uh, I stopped him at 15 yards. And I'll tell you what, that new breed just zipped right through him. It was just pop up and uh, it was over. He never. I will say at this point though, about half an hour before you shot that deer, you were, te- you called, you called it. You did call it. You're, you're texting us like, you know, I'm going to take it. I'm taking a buck. I, I can't hunt this weekend. I think you said. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I'm going yeah, to shoot a So I took it to the on. bank and it worked. Oh, I, I, I mean, I knew my time in PA was running out and I was, I've been, I've been holding, I've been really trying to hold out for better bucks. And, uh, I was blessed and able to purchase some property and I got some property around at the hunt and I really have been trying to hold out for better bucks. And actually last year I didn't shoot a buck because I was holding out and I had messed up on a really good buck. And, uh, he was my opportunity last year. I messed it up. And, uh, this year I was starting to get a little antsy and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to take a good buck. I need to, I, I want to shoot a buck with my bow. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I, I, rifle hunting just doesn't do it for me anymore. And, uh, although you do have he, a sweet bear rifle setup, which we can talk about in a minute, I guess. Yeah. And, and that's a little different, but I mean, when it comes to whitetails, I want to be out there in the end of October, November hitting that rut. And that's right where I was at. I mean, I was in the, the grand arena the Coliseum, so to speak, he closes in. And I mean, I hit him with the, the mouth grunt at, in, in 15 yards. He just froze. You gave him the, and, oh yeah. He, he, is that I what mean, you he, was, he was cruising. I mean, he was cruising. I was at full draw and I just, Bruh. Jerry, he, you do the brat, don't you? Once in a while. Is that, he, I've thought, seen you, you're big buck. You didn't you brat. Uh, if I'm feeling ruddy, I'll give a good burnt. Is that, <laughs> and I try to do my, I try to do my best impression, but and eh, you know it, it doesn't always work like i uh i i do you know i try to i try to sound guttural but um <laughs> it comes out you know, it, <laughs> it is what it is but he stopped he froze and i'll tell you what my pin locked on him and i'm shooting that new breed i'm shooting i'm shooting the etx 35 and it's quick i'm shooting uh it's at 71 and a half pounds yep. and it's uh the 35 inch axle to axle i mean this thing is just so wait, it you, was like you actually, it was made for me. You're one of the guys that will take his bow to a shop to see exactly what the draw weight is. Yeah, I mean, so I got a I got a good friend, and and actually, um, I was just talking to him tonight, um, Nick Sutto from uh, the Archer's Edge, and then 
Steve, the owner, they're both great guys and I'm, I'm friends with them. I go up there and I do, I, I do some of my own work, but they, I trust them guys. They, they put their hands on my bow and I trust them to do the work. Um, and then Cal from, uh, Cal Noel from Newbreed, he yeah. actually, he did some work on my bow before he even sent it. And, uh, he's a good dude. Yeah. And he had my rest. So he, he had everything pretty much set up, but I'll tell you what, I have that thing sighted. I'm shooting Valkyrie arrows. You like them? Valkyrie. Oh dude, they're, they're wicked arrows. I'm shooting. A they look, they look sweet. Well, I'm shooting 180 grain broadhead, the, uh, titanium short jag. Judas Priest. It's uh, 180 grains. And then I got a 22 inch or a tw- yeah, 22 inch, uh, 22 grain collar on it. So I got 202 grains up front. Let's have your, my recurve set up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's wicked. And I'll tell you what, accurate and penetration. Whoo. But it, it, when I, I mean, I, 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 and I shoot, so I'm shooting I don't even know. I can't even remember. I get them mixed up between that and my other bow, what the grain is on that arrow, but it's, it's up there and I'm running heavy front of center. Um, but I'm running a 30 yard pin. I'm running a spot hog three pin slider and I got it set 30, 40 and 50 for my fixed. And then I slide from there. So but, 20 uh, yards, you just aim a little low or what? I, yeah, but it's on a, on a deer size target. It's null. Um, right. I'm, I'm putting it, you know, I'll put it, if they're closer, I'll aim more at the heart. And if they're more at 30, I, I center up a little bit more into the pocket. And I was not afraid. I held tight on that shoulder because I knew I knew I was going to demolish this buck. 15 yards, shooting that arrow, the heavy FOC, that big old head. And I'll tell you what, he stopped, it locked, and it just felt like it was perfect. I mean, I can, right. I can still see the pin sitting in his pocket, and I, I pulled it tight to his shoulder. And the release felt good. As soon as I touched, as soon as I, 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 I pressed off the, uh, the release, I, I was like, this buck's going to eat it. And uh, that cool. arrow hit him and it was just boom, boom. And uh, the buck, he actually shivered. I can, I can still, <laughs> I mean, I was, I was in the zone. I was locked. I was just, it was just, I was there. It, I was there for the big event, mind, body, and spirit. And I'll tell you what, that buck, he tucked his chin, he shivered, and then he, he, he started walking the same pace he was before I stopped him. Really? So you shoot him. He doesn't even run. He oh, he, away. Dead, he was dead on his feet and didn't even know it. He, I mean, I, and like I said, he tucks his chin, he shivers, and then he starts walking about the same pace. He goes about 35 yards and he, uh, he stands out where the, the, tr- the old right away kind of opens up a little bit more. And he stands there and I'm like, he's dead. He's done. And he stood there and he just stood there. And he's looking around, he's looking around, and then he down he goes. Yeah, you're texting us the whole time. Oh, like, I mean, ah, it, was, it, felt like, it felt like an eternity. But, yeah, I, had, I, I mean, I had my initial shock because, I mean, cool and collected in the zone, however you want to say it, I was there. And then that arrow zipped through him, and he walked out, and I'm like, oh, my God. The, like, coming unglued. Yeah. Right. And, uh the, you know, the adrenaline dump and I'm just, I just, ah, and he, he stood there for, it felt like an eternity. It was probably minutes, not even. Was right? it the same time you were texting us? Oh yeah. I mean, he's yeah. standing there. I had no shot. I mean, to my, to the, where he walked zero shot opportunity. Cause I mean, had I had another shot up, I'd probably, I'd probably put another one in him. He was maybe 45 yards from my tree. And for a second shot, that's all day, every day. But there was just no opportunity there. So 
I had, I literally, I, I hung my bow up and I'm watching them and I, I shot you guys a text. I was like, I just shot a monster. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and, and so he goes down and he, he laid there and he, he expired, you know, to me, what appeared to be a peaceful death. Close I don't think he knew. I don't think he knew, you know, I don't think he knew I was even, he, I, don't, I, I don't believe he even thought I knew I was there. Something just wasn't right. And, but uh, his heart I, wasn't beaten. That was a problem. Well, I mean, I hit, I, I mean, I center punched his lungs. Um, do you eat the heart? I do. Do you? Oh yeah, and I got I, I sent you the time lapse video. Yeah, I pulled yeah. it out. Oh, yeah, we saw yeah. that. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah I, I I time lapsed, uh, gotten him out, and uh, yeah, I saved the heart. The lungs, though, it looked like I shot him with the thirty out six. Are you are you a liver guy? Will you eat the liver? Nah, I'm not a liver guy. My no? pap was my pap was a huge liver. I I like liver. I used to eat liver all the time with my pap. I just it's a strong taste. Is it? it, it yeah, is. you don't have. You don't have I've had, had beef, liver, and onions, it's but it's, it's venison. The different. It's very. It's just it's, very strong. Yeah, it's good. I mean, my pap used to fry it up. I used to eat it as a as a young Would kid. You, you bread it and stuff, or what? No, he just would fry it up. Yeah, we would like. I got like twenty pounds. I think you'd have to eat something cows, else with it though. Cow livers and I just. It, I'm a it's meat fine. eater. I'm a meat eater. I just eat. I, I mean, we'll have, even now at dinner, like, you know, we'll have steak and potato and stuff. I just eat steak. Potatoes are for are the food that you're mm-hmm. food eat. Yeah. I just, my brother uh, actually only eats meat. Did you know that, Jared? Jake? Jake, my brother, he only eats red meat. He does not eat vegetables. He actually had a vegetable the other day t- and it tore him up. He only <laughs> eats red, red meat. It's like on and, that show, uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, he's Ron, Ron Swanson. Swanson tries eating that banana. <laughs> pukes his brains out that, that gets me every time yeah so. i mean there's yes where you get your strength yeah but I, yeah i i mean i i don't yeah i don't anymore i might have to break i might have to get i might have to take the liver from the next one though because i'm thinking about it i actually so my dog you took the tongue from your dog yeah i was you? just gonna say i okay. took the tongue from my dough i've been watching um meat eater and they did uh i think they did like a so maybe a mule deer tongue sure i actually have it vacuum sealed in my freezer downstairs <laughs> but i'm like i'm gonna try that because i got it i actually we get a cow over, or part of a cow every year um and they they said do you want the tongue i'm like yeah i want the tongue so i got this like arm sized tongue and i'm like i'm gonna add you know a deer sized tongue to that which is very similar to a person tongue it's about the same size maybe a little skinnier uh, i can't say if it's good or not i've never tried it yet but i've, I've got it so interesting maybe mm-hmm. we'll post about that and how i prepare it and stuff we'll see we'll see if it's any good yeah i got to so you you shot the, the buck you took some good pictures you got them all cut up now you're headed to west virginia are you you gonna hunt there so you're right on the border of west virginia and pennsylvania right yeah i'm really close i actually have um bots that are as close in west virginia public land all public land as i do to public land in pa that i hunt and uh I did a quick scouting mission down there. I use Onyx maps a ton, um, yeah, especially for all my stuff. Even even when I hunt in PA, I put all my stands out, my trail cams, uh, where I'm seeing sign. Uh, I, I, I try to – and I, I use like uh, – I don't write like uh, by hand anything, but I keep all these different logs, and that's how I yep. use to accumulate my data and pl- kind of help where I hunt. But, well, you uh, should see Jared and my uh, Onyx. It's like it's if you look at waypoints. the Mich- the state of Michigan, it's like <laughs> – it's honestly, I think it's to the point where it's too many. Sorry, Onyx, if you're ever going to hear this, which probably you won't, but we share an account, Jared and I. And, uh, we, I mean, I add – I think it's mostly me. Maybe you're not you sharing. Too. You're wrong, though. 
I uh, <laughs> I add a lot of points. Anytime I see like a rub, any anytime I see anything, I'm like that could be valuable information later on. Yeah, but at this point, it almost looks like someone took a shotgun and just peppered the stuff. <laughs> we yeah, just got right. stuff all over the place. But. See, I, I I put I put a good bit of stuff on it, but really, what I'm looking at, um, especially now for West Virginia. So now we're we're entering the rut. Uh, so I'm I looking thought, at I thought I felt my nut getting thicker. Yeah, I, dude, it's happening. I mean, today, uh, uh, they're, they're moving. They're starting to cruise. Jared's but I'm looking been rotten lately. He keeps trying to fight me, <laughs> which is weird. Fight you and walk up behind you a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> he starts peeing on himself and you got to yeah, worry. he's peeing on his legs, which is weird. <laughs> it's a terrible, I have it's a terrible, terrible feeling, gland, but man. it still makes me feel kind of cool. <laughs> uh, if you're headed to PA, you're going to, you're sorry, West Virginia. <laughs> Jared's headed out tomorrow morning. Oh, I don't know I where I, I was going to hunt out, uh, head out Friday morning. Maybe I head out tomorrow morning too, because it's going to snow here, which is huge. Winter's it's not coming. Gonna snow here. I wish we get that we get that Michigan snow. So the the lake um, yeah gives us a lot of snow. It, it cool. It warms up some of our weather compared to like if you go it down does. to Chicago. Um, they, they get colder weather with less snow. Which I'll take more snow and warmer weather. Yeah, all day. Yeah, we're we're below. This, I'm below the snow belt here, so we don't see a ton of it. But you know, it's, though, it's I live lake effects snow, so it's more like cotton balls. Yeah, big old. Well, I, I did. Li- I lived in New Jersey for a while, <clears throat> probably three hours north of you, Joe. And we had nor'easters, which is mm. something we don't have in Michigan. They're nasty. Nor'easters are crazy. Event. We, we had one night, we had like 30 some inches of snow in a night. That's nuts. Yeah, we don't get them either. I'm I'm actually magically placed. We don't get lake effect and we don't get nor'easter, nor'easters. We'll get the, the side effects from them. Right. But not the not the full brunt of them. See, when we when I was stationed in Virginia, if we had any bit of snow, if there was about an inch on the ground, everything closed down, shut down. Oh, the, ba- yeah. the base would close down, and I would get a snow day. Yeah, yeah my brother was. Yeah, my brother was stationed down there, and it was like mass pandemonium. If you yeah. got a dusting, you want to talk about terrible driving? Good night. Then people cannot drive. Really? <laughs> oh my god! Just slow it down a little bit. Throw it in four it wheels. Was drive. Terrible. Oh. So you got, we got these hunts going. How are you guys going to, it's, what is it right now? The, what's the date today? Seventh. The seventh. I mean, this is like the heat of the rut. Um, it's, it's working up. I'd say it's, it's working, working up. Yeah. yeah. My, I generally, my favorite, hey, get your facts straight. My, my favorite date is the 10th of November. See, the problem here is I would like to go into the next week. So like, you know, up past the 15th, but in Michigan, we got gun, gun season, season, which to me 15th. kind of like disrupts the rut because once gun season starts, I feel like unless you're like in a great pocket away from that kind of pressure, I mean, the deer are just, they're not yeah. going to be acting ruddy. Yeah. I mean, our general archery season shuts down the 12th here, November 12th. Mm. Uh, Which I'm good with gun hunting. I've gun hunted. I shot tons of deer with my gun, but you just, they're I'm just not naturally that. moving just over that season though. They're, yeah. yeah it and the deer aren't moving the like they would. It definitely changes the dynamics. Yeah. The pressure. And and I I even based my archery hunting around pressure. Do you do you archery hunt during gun season? Um, I have in the past. It all depends. It depends on where I'm hunting. For a while, I was very like you know on a high horse, only hunt, only bow hunting during gun season. I might take the gun out this year. Um, I I I mean I still like. There's a lot of tradition in. Oh yeah, especially in Pennsylvania. There's a lot of tradition. You guys do deer drives. That. We do. We, we not as much anymore. We used to when we had a camp up north. We used to do deer drives, and then when I went to school in Clarion, we we used to orchestrate big old drives. With how many um, guys do you use for that? Whatever the legal hunting party is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've done. It before. I answer. Like the only time I've ever done it, we've only had like 
couple of guys and like maybe and somehow we always get stuck pushing the swamp uh, why are we i know jared and i are always awesome the ones man. walking because michigan is like if you've ever been here it's pretty much mostly swamp at least up in the northern area yeah where we go and so we're just i just remember putting on the muck boots and being like i don't even know why i have my rifle with me because no. i'm not gonna get a shot <laughs> you feel like four feet in front of you so if i get a shot at that point may, maybe i'll get a deer we we i mean we our groups those big drives that we would put together we actually always killed more deer in bigger bucks when we only had a few guys doing the small drives in the small pockets yeah and i've shot most almost all of my deer driving while i've been a driver i i'm i i don't i don't have much luck as a stander really um and i don't know if it's just i mean I've historically been one of the orchestrators of the drives and lining people up and making sure we hit the right patches and I'm not scared to take a few thorns. So I, 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 and I like seeing success. Like I I want deer up. I want deer moving. I'll happily drive to help make things happen. Yep. I mean, I'm not good at standing there and listening to the drive go wrong. I'd rather be helping. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We've had a lot of success doing deer drives and, we just kind of, as time has worn on, we we do less and less of them, and uh, a it's lot more. more fun to see them move in how they naturally would. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's kind of fun to see like what would it just. Yeah, and I just, I mean, I love archery hunting, and I I normally try to be done in archery season. And there's been years I haven't. I've shot a lot of bucks with the rifle, and and even in the, the past years, I've shot bucks with the rifle because I'm way more selective with the bow. And then uh, during gun season, I'll be hunting some public land in the mountains, and I'll take. You're uh, going for venison at that. And then point. I'll take. I take a buck that I otherwise wouldn't have with my bow, but um, I'm I'm stoked about it. I'm I, I'm not taking anything away from the experience, but uh, there's a lot like this buck that I just shot will be like crisply etched in my memory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, close. I mean, yeah. There's gun hunts that. I've already forgotten details about. You're right. It's just because it's so close. It takes a lot longer. And, you know, you always remember. I your, put in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the work leading up to it. And I mean, sometimes I, I mean, my favorite saying, and, and I hate the wait. Yeah. I love the prep. I love the plan. I love the scout. I hate the wait. I do not like sitting in a tree stand waiting for a deer to walk by, even though I've, <laughs> orchestrated it to happen by placing my stand and watching all the variables and i'm i mean i probably sound like a lunatic because i take into account way more things than i should and when it all boils down to it if i have an hour i'm gonna hunt anyways but i like all that thought and all that prep and all that planning and and probably some of the variables i consider are irrelevant um i think the big ones are weather the the phase of the seasons you know rut uh pre-rut post rut stuff like that and then the moon those are i think the big three where the deer are at and uh i was looking uh, the juries have out that new app and i was looking at it yeah deer cast or something yeah and and there's they have all the different phases of the the white tail 13 i believe yeah so i mean i i look at a lot of that stuff but then i also really try to micro manage it into my woods with my pressure with my deer well, because I mean, PA and in Michigan, pressure is is a lot different than it's paramount. Much in these states, it's, yeah, it's paramount. I mean, the pressure, like I said, even though I'm hunting uh, what I consider semi-private land, there's a ton of pressure, and in all the surrounding properties, there's even there's there's a ton more, and it's it's killing a mature buck. It takes it takes a little bit of work. I mean, you can get lucky, 
and I would rather be lucky than good, but it takes a little bit oh, of work. Oh, I bank on luck because oh, I'm not good. Got to. But yeah, like I said, I, I enjoy all that. and I really do. I, I actually, I hate sitting there waiting. And, it, and I think and it, it have become real, real prevalent as I aged and now I have kids and I'm lucky because my, the properties I hunt are horrible in the evenings. Just the way where the deer bed and how they bed and where they feed and stuff like that. There's some spots that are good for evening hunts, but for the most part, um, if I hunt an evening, I'm seeing deer real late and then I'm busting deer on my way out. And I, I sit in the stand and I'd rather be at home with my kids a lot of times. I like hunting those short, high intensity hunts where I'm, I'm actually, I feel like I'm hunting. Like I'm going into a stand for a reason because I think that a buck's going to walk by. Like when I shot my buck, I was there for a reason and it worked out. It doesn't always, I mean, more times than not, it doesn't, but in my mind's eye, it helps me sit there for the duration. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's fun. And like I said, I, I I probably take into account a lot of things that don't even make, that don't even matter. But in, in my mind, it's all part of the, the hunt and the chase. And, uh, it makes, it helps keep archery hunting. Like it's, 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 it's a bigger passion for me now than it ever has been. I, I, I thoroughly love just all that goes into it and then to have it all pan out and shoot up in, in, you know, it, it, he's not a giant by Illinois standards, but he's a great PA buck. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's a trophy in PA and I'm, I'm tickled. I'm, I'm still stoked. Like I still will pull up my phone and just check out the picture. <laughs> like, I'm just like, dang, I got it done this year, kid. And you know, I'm like, it's just, it, and it all came together. The trail cams, the scout and the hang in the stands, the move in the stands. I had my son out there this year helping me put move sets and just the intrigue and like the wonder in his eyes about what's going on and like, why don't I understand all this? And like, it's just, it, it was, it was a season to remember. If I don't shoot another animal this season, it'll be a season to remember. Now, yeah. I I know exactly. I mean, I had the same thing uh, two years ago. I got, I think, my biggest buck. But the thing that I remember most is like the couple, right like right before I shot, I went out with my daughter to set out the spot. You know, it was like a new spot. I brought her out. We, we set it all up. And right right after, you know, I, I shot that buck. And it's like, that, that was cool to have her be awesome. part of it. Oh, you know? yeah. It adds to it. And even this, this one, this doe that I shot, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, first of all, it's obviously my first trad deer but the fact that i had three kids under the age of 10 with me sitting there who was it's really cool yeah that's that's pretty legit i almost i almost shot at what would have been a smaller buck earlier in the season this year when i had logan out i had, we had a nine point come in we were in a blind and uh quite honestly had i shot that buck i'd probably been even more excited i i think yeah and, right and, and like now in hindsight you know now with knowing what i know and killing the buck i killed had I killed that buck and never had laid eyes on this one, still would have been. I'd have been freaking to the moon and back with having my boy there. And like his eyes, when I told him, "Don't you know? Shh, don't move. There's a buck. It's a shooter." Right. And when it when it didn't work out, and I mean, partly I, I partly I take the blame on that. I I had a, a blind set out and I had opened a window, and he definitely he keyed in on that open window, the black hole that wasn't there. That you know the right. <laughs> and I mean. Uh, a sm I, I don't know. Like ground blinds are cool and the guys have a lot of success out of them. I just don't in Pennsylvania with deer. Um, Neither do I. 
no, I, they're just they're, they're amped and they're keyed on them. And then you, it's because it's a giant thing out in the woods, and most I mean, it, people don't was, brush them in the right way. Well, mine was brushed into like I had a picture <laughs> on my old Instagram, which is deleted now and gone, and I started a new one. But rest anyways, in peace. I I had put a uh, yeah, what a I don't even know whatever. I'd put a picture of it in one of the guys from out west in Oregon. I want to say it was Ray Cosador from uh, Pacific Giants. He's like, dude. He's like, that thing's brushed in. He goes, I, I, I. He's like, it took me a minute to even figure out what you took a picture of, and I wasn't like any trick angles or anything, but I left it sealed up because where it was at, it's a high wind area, and it comes up the valley, and I was afraid it was going to pick the blind up, so I had all the windows shut to keep it from blowing away. There, first time we've ever sat in it. Open the window. It's a black hole. That buck they walks in. He's at 25 yards, and he yep. throws. The wind was perfect. Not to mention, I was running those onyx in the blind, and I was I had channeled the wind, which was a perfect wind for that blind. And I had one window open, and in the window I had, you know, it was the ozonix was was pumping out of it, and there was no way he smelled us. He didn't hear my. Look, uh, he was being awesome. He was being quiet, like he was amped up. And that buck, I seen him, and he just, as soon as he cleared a, a little bit of brush, he could see the blind in that window. He just froze. And yeah. He didn't well, spook. He didn't alert. He just, he just. That's just pressure, like, though. Yeah, he just kind of, he, 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 he lowered his profile, and he dropped back into the brush. I mean, five more steps, and I, he was going to catch an arrow. But that's how he made it to be the buck he is already. And how many t- encounters he's had with hunters, I don't even know. Well, and that's honestly, so Jared and I have, you know, experimented with that. What, with, what have we experimented with blind, with? We've experimented with many things. No, we've, uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we've experimented with, with ground blinds. I mean, we tried the tent. We, the thing that we we had access worked, to that one property where he would make giant stick piles. Yeah. And we actually tore out a bunch of the stuff in there and almost made like a little cave we sat it in. It was like an igloo of so sticks. cool. I feel like though that actually has worked way better for me. Yeah, we've got a picture up on our Instagram page of that. Call it the hut. Yeah. Make yep. it was one of our first posts. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It, that that actually I've seen a lot. I, I've actually stopped hunting um out of trees. I fell out of, <laughs> I had a I had a climber that slipped once. And, and I was already kind of sick climbers cause they're kind of heavy, at least the one I have. And it's kind of clanky. It's just a pain to get up. And so I started hunting on the ground. Um, just anytime I'd, anytime I'd find like a fallen tree, it'd kind of make a little blind there. And I've had way, way more success. They get way closer cause they're used to seeing that every day. Um, than I have with, you know, putting a tent up and even brushing a tent in. Well, I put, I mean, that, that particular blind was an ASAP blind and, uh, great camo. It, it this i mean that blind disappears <laughs> like i like i've set it up i set it up i actually shot a turkey I, I don't typically hunt turkeys out of a blind but i had set it up um before our opener this past spring uh the night before the season opened and the next morning turkeys they're dumb to blinds but i shot a gobbler at five steps outside the window of that blind so and, you, uh, you normally up. don't though you don't hunt out of a blind what do you do when you hunt turkey normally i hunt them on the ground running we call it running gun yeah, um, I love yeah, the running yeah, gun. Yeah, just that's how I shot my turkey with my bow this spring, running gun. I, I don't like blinds. I, I don't even for turkeys, and they they work for turkeys. I just I don't like that style of hunting. I don't like the sitting and the waiting. I like the pursuit aspect of turkey hunting. Is that where this conversation is going? We're going into turkey hunting. Well, you know, let's, it always let's goes into turkey hunting with Joe. <laughs> I I I'm I'm gonna but I, and then I'll change the pace. Reel you back in, son. Last <laughs> winter. I put out the ASAP blind. I didn't even brush it in because it was just one of them awesome spots and the blind disappeared in this thick 
little hedgerow I put it in, and I had a trail cam set out that night. The deer fed by it, no problem. And I, I've had it work, and it worked in late season last year, but this year it didn't. And but I did set out. I did. I, I did get a uh, hay bale blind this year. Oh, you have? How is on, that? I was well. I was planning on taking Logan out more, and this hay bale blind's a giant blind. And I'll tell you what. The trail cam, I, I, mean, I only hunted it twice, and I seen deer in it both times, but I got a ton of pictures of deer going right by it. They don't seem to, they don't seem to mind it, and that's where I have the little colony of mice that crawl around on my boots. That's right. <laughs> peed all over my seat. I had to throw away two of the seats in, in that blind this year. It's a great they, smell. They made a nest in the cup holder. That's cover and it made, scent. Oh, it smelled like straight ammonia. He rocks those well, onyx. He doesn't care about it cover It doesn't scent. matter. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's natural. I'm not even worried about that, but I just, I didn't want to sit in it. Yeah. That's a stank. Yeah, it it was bad, but yeah, I, I noticed and I actually have a picture of, uh, the, the buck I ended up shooting. He crossed within 20 yards of that hay bale blind. Like it didn't exist. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny how that, it, yeah, it's funny how that works. Those hay bale blinds are just, that's a they, great idea. Yeah, they seem to, and it's made out of burlap. And, uh, what I did was I actually, the last time I was in there, because it staked down a little bit better than uh, my hub blind, um, I left the windows open. Oh, right. And that way, they're used to seeing that there's like a discoloration, a black spot on that side of that hay bale. And it didn't, and actually, the, the pictures continued. It didn't affect them or phase them. And I just think it's just a more of a natural shape and something they're used to seeing. And it also helps with when the farmers are making hay, they're smelling the farmer and the tractors and all that stuff. Yeah, I so. feel like there could be a better design than these pop-up blinds and what they are. If you can, if you can make a tent blind or a pop-up, however you want to say it, as a hay bale, I feel like there could be other designs to be. I don't know, like they, a tree, like a yeah. tree trunk or yeah, a big they, rock. They, I don't know. Yeah, they definitely. I mean, they've come a long ways. Um, the first ones I'll, we had took forever to set up. They were heavy. They're they're definitely better. Yeah, my ASAP blind works well for turkeys, and like I said, I've had success out of it this year. I mean, it, that's just PA. Like it was brushed in. It, it did everything right. I had put it out in the, the better the beginning stages of August. I knew it was going to be a, a good spot, and I had some corn there, and it was just it was set up to be a good spot. But and that buck was keyed up, and he uh, he saw it, and that's why he's still alive. That's you know he'll. Hopefully he makes it through because he'll be an awesome buck next year. Well, it, and it's funny too. I like the um, I like blinds, but like you were saying, like I, I hate sitting still. Jimmy, you need to put your socks back. I'm on, sorry. Man. I'm. T- I'm I, uh, he just speaking, showed, he just showed me a wound from his. Well, yeah, I was just gonna bite. say from from going west. Once I've I started you know hunting for night, elk and dude. stuff, moving around, I, I'm just showing Jared <laughs> my uh, frostbite, my black toes. He's not showing me. He's making uh, me smell it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, once you start doing like some more of the moving around, it's like hard to hard to sit still in a, a tree for for hours on end. And what what we actually do, we start doing um, late late season here in Michigan is uh, more still hunting, even with bows, uh, which we did a little bit last year. A lot of fun. You move around a little bit. You get close to deer. You use the fresh snow. That's how I got my deer last year. Yeah, yeah. Went out to some little commercial forest land. Seen some fresh tracks set up in this little group of trees. Waited about, I swear it was only 10, 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, here they come. Got within 10 yards. Done deal. Yeah. Done for the season. It's a a lot of fun. And I actually, I forgot where the podcast was. It might be a Dan and Fault podcast. 
um, one of those uh, hunting public guys, but they, I mean, they talk about how you figure out whether a deer is headed somewhere or he's about to bed based on the tracks and stuff. We did a ton of that last year. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Probably do that again with uh, one of our seek outside TPs and maybe we'll, oh, I can't wait for that thing. I know. Well, that'd be cool. There's a little fire in the tent and having some, so we, last year it was like a foot and a half of snow um, up in Northern Michigan, but at least you're moving around a little bit, seeing a lot of country and stuff. So yeah, well, and where I'm at in PA, I mean, well, where I'm going to West Virginia, I'll be hunting on the ground. Um, the only tree stands you're allowed to use are climbers, and I just am not a big fan of climbers anymore. I'm going to do a little. I'm going to do a little bit of ground hunting. I'm going to be testing the. Uh, I mean, I know ASAT works, but I'm going to be doing it on the ground in ASAT. I'm actually testing uh, using the hex suit, the hex stealth. stealth is that suit. real? Is that does that work? Yeah. What is that? I don't know, man. I I have been literally invisible all fall it's felt i have just i've had some incredibly close encounters with deer and turkeys and i haven't spooked anything i mean i have when i've been walking in um i've busted out a few deer but right in my stands i just have not got busted all fall i it's it's it, ozonics hex and asat it, i just literally feel like i'm invisible like it's game time. When I when I suit up, it's like I'm suiting up for the big game. And I'll tell you what, it feels good out there. Like I'm not getting busted. That's the worst feeling in the world. Climb up in a stand and boom, the first deer catches you. Or, that noise, that blow uh, noise. I hate. <laughs> it's, it's, the worst. it's always that one doe. Uh, for me, at least, it's like that stupid doe. That's like it. It blows like gotcha. 15 times over a half an hour, and it just yep. keeps circling around. <laughs> it's part of hunting. I mean, I've had. I mean, I I can't tell you how many how many times this year i've had does i had a buck bed down downwind to me or an unfavorable wind close like within 50 yards uh the other the one of the the evening hunts i was on uh recently i had two does come down and bed slightly downwind to me almost like a quarter out and uh at eye level because of where this the stand kind of sits in a little bit it's on a little bit of a hillside eye level to me and they, they bedded down there for two hours until this little rambunctious forky come down and bumped them around and chased them out. But, I mean, they were there the whole time, and none of them, none, they weren't at all uneasy. So you're going to take all this technology, all this great camo, and you're, the rut's coming. You're headed to West Virginia. Yeah, it's a lot different terrain. We were just talking um, it, there's out just, here in Michigan. The, I mean, it's swamp. Right for by you, it's mountain. It's just yeah, well, bucks can find to hide that no one else is willing to go. Yeah, it's not not mountain. No, I wouldn't say it's mountain. It's just it's steep in that in that spot, that public land section in West Virginia. It is steep and it is. We steep. top out at like seven hundred feet above mm-hmm. uh, sea level. So whatever you. I'm twelve hundred. Yeah, that, so that spot's twelve hundred. Yeah, you guys would be out There's of breath. some sickness up there, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm excited. Like I I I just. Oh, I just, I want to get out back out in the woods. Yeah. Excellent. Well, well, yeah, we, we hope you do good out there, man. Yeah, it was a good, I'm glad we had, we're going to, uh, I'm glad we had uh, some mid, mid-season recap. Any final concluding thoughts about what you're going to do or tips or anything for going into, you know, the heat of the rut and then the end of the, end of the deer season, mm-hmm. late season? Me? Yeah. Yeah, you. you. Uh, no, Jared. Jared's yeah, got well, all this information. 
Well, he might. He might nah, be a sleeper. I've seen it. He finds rubs. That's about all Jared finds. I make my own rubs. Those from my he own. He rubs bed. it, takes a picture. <laughs> he rubs it while he's peeing Stop on his rubbing bike. it, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> you think I've been doing him silence over here? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm going into this final phase here that that conclude. You know, I'm going to be going uh, focusing on terrain and fresh sign. And I'll tell you what, I'm excited because I I'm going to be on the ground. And I'll tell you right now, if I start to see a ch- if I chase erupts and it's you know down a ways, I'm moving on it. I'm gonna get aggressive. I'm not gonna hold anything back in West Virginia, and, and I'm gonna, gonna go in. And you're gonna take a poke at a squirrel if you get a shot at a squirrel. I, I, I'll that's tell you what, good, I'll, I, I will one. kill another coyote. That's for sure. That was a good was, shot on that coyote. Smoked that which, thing. Which is a first for me. Has the first coyote I've ever killed. I've seen a ton of them, just never had the opportunity. Fifteen yards. Right. Fifteen yards. Brained them. Put yep. it right in his head. I'll tell you what, that thing, that thing, uh, when it that that Valkyrie arrow hit him, it was light out. <laughs> he didn't he just dropped like a sack of potatoes. That was a good shot. It's a good mm-hmm. that was a good, good picture deer. too. If you get a chance, head over to his Instagram page and check that thing out. Joe that's, Fitcher. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Fitcher. Victor. Yeah. I uh you know what? Uh who picked it up? Outdoor life. Yeah, I was on the same line as Mark Jury. Well, and you, I feel like you're in the same hunting level as Mark <laughs> So, uh, Mark, we're coming for you. Jared, any concluding thoughts man, from you? I'm just going to get aggressive. You're going to get aggressive? I'm going to get aggressive. I'm going to go to Arizona for work, so I'm, I'm going to stay out of the woods. My, my tactic is just to not hunt. To go away for work and then hope a deer is just – in my freezer when I get home. You do you, man. Man, that's rough. It's the worst time of the year. Every year. But no, just just going, pushing harder, pushing in deeper, just pushing to those spots where it's like, holy cow, how do I get there? But just just getting there, getting aggressive, leaving it all on the table. You got a couple days, and then we go to the late season where yep. you just kind of hail Mary oh, at that late time. Season. Oh, that, hey, depresses that'll be, It's snowing be, right now. So that'll it feels be for like, another talk, though. Yeah, late yeah. season. Hey, while we're before we close out, a little uh, what do you call prologue? Yeah, prologue. Um, Coda upcoming. We we touched on this a little bit, and we'll have to touch. We're gonna have to touch on it more. Uh, We have to get Scott and Ryan on here, the Price Brothers. Yeah, I'm going out there bear hunting three days before Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to it. And first bear hunt, we already talked about. But we definitely have got to. We got to have a whole podcast on like guns, ammo, tactics. Gosh, I hope I kill a bear. Um, um, if I kill a bear, I will be setting myself up for a triple trophy. Can I have? Can I have some of your bear meat? Yes, absolutely. Cool. Mm. I've never had. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and Ryan, I I I think I I could be wrong, but I think Scott has too. Ryan has shot the triple trophy multiple times. Wow. Which is oh. In the same uh, hunting season, a buck, a bear, and a turkey. What's it? What's the trophy when you shoot a black squirrel, a gray squirrel, a fox squirrel? Because I think I got that. Mm, that we should make trophy? something up for that, like the Hot Bogo Award. That's the uh, the the squirrel grand slam. Although I didn't get a mountain squirrel. What about a pine squirrel? That I did. I haven't got one of those. There's mm. tons of them. Yep. No one hunts. I don't think anybody hunts squirrels in in Colorado, or not enough, because those things are everywhere. Are pine squirrels and red squirrels the same thing? Or are they? So I don't know. Not. I don't know. I have no idea. I just know that the the fox squirrels are the big ones that are easier to hit. That might need be your uh, new name, Tree Rat. 
<laughs> tree or hat, oh, What's up, TR? Yep. I don't know if it fits, but I like it. Yeah, whatever. It's just Jimmer. Anyways, well, Jimmer. thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for listening in to uh, an impromptu uh, Hot Boga podcast. Keep listening and following us on Instagram at Hot Boga. Thanks.